It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, let's talk to our next guest about the Sixers, about the, the Eagles, about the, the Flyers and the Phils, and a little bit of everything going on in Philadelphia sports. Does a wonderful job primarily as our Eagles beat reporter, Mr. Elliot Shore Parks. Good morning, Elliot. Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? We're good, my man. We're good. So, Hassan Reddick, we got a poll question here today, Elliot. If he yep. does not get a new contract before the start of training camp, and I guess contained within the question if he doesn't get traded, um, is he going to hold out? What's your opinion, yes or no? I think there is zero chance that Hassan Reddick holds out if by training camp he doesn't have a new contract. Really? Because, Why? Yeah, because, because the benefit of handling this the way that they're handling it is Hassan Reddick is going to see his market. If he was going to hold out, it would have been last year. He had more leverage, number one. They were coming off of, obviously, being close to winning a Super Bowl. He was coming off a career year. They were viewed as Super Bowl contenders going into the season. Like That was the time to do it. But right now, him and his agent are allowed to go to every other team and say, what, what are you willing to pay me, right? And if they find a deal that the Eagles are not willing to pay, then the Eagles are probably going to trade him. Like, the benefit of doing this is you either get Hassan Reddick back as, as a happy player, you know, excited to be back in Philly, mm-hmm. or you trade him. So if, if all the way to training camp, like, look, in OTAs, like, maybe, I would say that's like a small chance he doesn't come, he doesn't come to voluntary if this is still not resolved. But if training camp starts and he's still on the roster, he will be at day one of training camp. How dangerous is it for them to let him go test the waters like this? How much interest will be out there for Hassan Reddick as an edge rusher? So I think it's a little more dangerous than, than maybe other people seem to. I, again, I see the positives of it. Like, he can go out, he can see what he's worth, then they can come to a resolution. But there is a world where he goes out there, there's a team that says, you know what, like, makes him feel really valued. Right? Let's, use, let's use the Lions as an example. He talks to Dan Campbell, or he talks to the front office, and they, they have a great plan for him, and they want to pay him more than the Eagles want to. But it's not that much more. And the Lions don't really want to trade that much to get him. Like the, bent, the, the risk of this is you go out and Hassan Reddick feels valued by other places, but the Eagles don't get enough to make the move. So, so I do think there is some risk. I, just, I think that how this will mostly play out, though, is he will either get what he's looking for elsewhere or he will be back with the Eagles. But it's risky because he is, he is their best player on defense. So does this approach create negative lingering effects between, between the, the team and Hassan? 
Like it sounds yeah. like you think this is a a positive from Hassan's perspective. Uh, so you think there's no negative uh, like so I, emotions I, yeah, that accompany this? Right. I think it's a positive for both. I think the Eagles allow Hassan to see what he's really worth, and then they can come come to an agreement, or they could go their separate ways. I agree. For Hassan, yeah. And for Hassan, he gets to kind of answer the question he's been wondering for the last year, which is, you know, how much how much could I really be paid? Like that's the the like everyone keeps talking about how much the Eagles are willing to pay Hassan. Mm-hmm. The real question is how much are the other thirty one teams willing to pay Hassan. So good point, I, really yes, yeah. So so I I think that while there could be some lingering effects, like you know, I'm sure this is not a fun negotiation to go through. Mm-hmm. I really do think that this is the best way to come to a resolution that has the best chance of it ending in a positive. Do we need to uh, like? Does this signify that the Eagles are looking at this season differently than we might have hoped? You know, does this signify that they're not wanting to spend over the top for this season? Does this indicate that you know there's a difference in our perception of what this team can do and what the Eagles' perception of what this team can do is? You know, I would be surprised if by a one or you know week one when they're in Brazil. If we're sitting here and going, this is a team that looks like they're punting on the season. I think it's over the last 10 years, the Eagles have spent more money than any other team in the NFL on the roster. I mean, obviously, we've, you know, we've covered and talked about the team together for like six or seven years and obviously our whole lives. Like, there's just not many years where this team punts. Like, especially mm-hmm. when you have a quarterback that you're paying all that money to. So I think that by the time week one comes, we'll look at this roster and go, like, yeah. they're all in trying to win this year. But. The Hassan Reddick thing is an interesting way to look at it, and you're right about that. Because if they trade him for a third-round pick or something like that, right. like that, that is, there's no question that does not help the team. And you have to go out and you have to reinvest that asset or reinvest money to, to replace Hassan. So Elliot, I, I think that sorry, the trade ahead. could be telling. Yeah, the trade could be telling. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Interesting. Ellie, let's talk about Fletcher Cox here for a sec. So, obviously, he's a, a great Philadelphia athlete. Uh, he's not an all-timer, but, you know, he's pretty high on the list. Um, in your opinion, from a Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman standpoint, is he a, we really, really want him to finish his career with the Eagles and we'll pay him more than we're comfortable wanting to pay him, or not guy? I mean, Doc didn't finish his career here. Donovan didn't finish his career here. Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins, and you know, Ryan Howard even went to the Braves right. at one point on the minor leagues. Like, very few guys enter that stratosphere. How would the Eagles handle Fletcher Cox if he wants $8 million and they want to pay him $5 million? What happens? I think you have to pay him $8 million in and, and, and two ways. One, I do think there's value in having him finish his career. I think that's something they would like. But talking about Fletcher, talking about Hassan Reddick, you can even put Jason Kelsey into here. But really, if you look at the defense, they have made so many mistakes on that side of the ball that they have to overpay for these guys. Like, if Jordan Davis was a better player, then you could let Fletcher Cox walk. If Nolan Smith had shown you anything last year, then maybe the pressure to, to get Hassan back isn't as big. So I do think there is a sentimental value to bringing Fletcher back, for sure. But the truth is, he was their, 
best defensive tackle last year. Yeah, like, but it doesn't mean he will be next year. Best. You could sign someone else's best player, like not yeah, but we've better been players. Yeah, we that for three years. Like for three years, it's been well, Fletcher can go because you can find somebody else. Like, oh, they overpaid for Fletcher. You know, this is too much money. This but wouldn't they be in better game. shape, Elliot, for the future if they had signed T.J. Edwards and Fletcher Cox? I mean, I'm serious. Like T.J. Edwards, I, I don't, I don't Fletcher know Cox. Well, Fletcher Fletcher plays a more important position. Number one. And yeah, but who's likely to be better in the next in the next two years? Who's likely to be better? Over these next two years, yeah. I think oh, for, for next season, I think it's likely they're mostly the same player. For 2025, maybe TJ because he's younger. But, you know, I think that they're looking at 2024. And also, TJ Edwards is gone. But, but to your point about how you invest the money, right. like they have to have a good defensive tackle group. They have to. If, if they don't, then the season is, is basically done before mm. it begins. You have to win at the line of scrimmage in the middle. Yeah. And Fletcher was their best player at it last year. So... The sentimental part is nice, but the reality is they've missed at that position so much that they have to, to you know, overpay this guy if that's what it takes to bring it back for you. What's it going to cost for Jason Kelsey, in your estimation? Well, I'm, I believe he's at $14 million right now, which yeah, I haven't checked since the end of the season, but I do believe that would make him, if not the highest paid center in the league, certainly in that top three. I, I don't think it will come down to money, but, but again, you know, if Kel- if and I don't think this will be why, but if he does want more money to come back, like, you have to do it. Like, you have to. They, they, mm-hmm. they can't really compete next year without Jason Kelsey. They can try, and, you know, they can put things together, but, but losing Kelsey would be, you know, it'd be right up there with losing Jalen. Like, obviously, Jalen's a more important player because of the position, but if you lose Kelsey, that's a major blow to your offensive line, and that basically kills your chances of competing. So, I don't think it will be money, but if Kelsey wants, you know, a two million dollar raise or three, like then you have to pay it. You just have to because you need him that badly next year. Elliot, do you see? Look, obviously he's he's being wooed by the networks. We all know that, um, and and non networks. I mean, the non traditional ways that 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 people can make money these days and get and get out there in the world. Do you think that he will be motivated to strike right now while the iron is hot and step off the field? thinking that maybe he's less hot 12 months from now, or do you think his bright star is just as bright 12 months from now, even if, for instance, if his brother and Taylor Swift break up? Like, the timing of it, how do you think that'll all factor into his decision? It's a great point, and it's not one I'd heard be made, but you're right. I mean, Kelsey and really his brother, if you want to view them as a package deal, like, their star will never be bigger than it is right now. Like, even right. if Travis and, and Taylor stay together for a year, like, this is the height of what this is going to be for Jason and Travis Kelsey. So, Travis Kelsey presumably is going to play next season. So, you know, it's not like they're going to retire together. But from Jason's perspective, like, he's had a really great year off the field. Like, the, you know, the pod's doing great, the whole People Magazine thing, obviously what's going on with his brother. You just don't know if in a year that's going to be there or what other players are going to be available. So I, I, I still think this comes down to whether he wants to play, but you're absolutely right. Like, if he wants to take that next step and make network money and have all these offers, this is probably the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, let's bounce around here, Elliot. A couple couple random things, uh, and let's move to some other squats. Phillies, what is it, and we're talking a lot about this today on our program, what specifically about the Phillies gives you the greatest sense of optimism? for excellence this year and then on the flip side what as we sit here in mid-february is in your opinion the greatest concern about the Phils? yeah so i think the greatest reason for optimism is also kind of the greatest reason to be concerned which is this team we've seen do it like they've upset the braves two years in a row we've seen them win big games when it comes down to the playoffs so if they start slow or if you know it comes 
June, July, and they're, they're not where we think. Like, we've seen them make that run, and they have players that have been clutch in the past. The issue is, on that flip side, we've also seen them choke away a World Series title and going to the World Series last year. So I kind of view them the same way I view the Sixers these past few years. Like, they have won in the playoffs. They deserve the benefit of the doubt that, you know, when it comes to a big game, they have a chance to win it. But ultimately, why would we believe in the Phillies any more than we believe in the Sixers? Right? And I don't, I don't think people around here will tell you the Sixers have a great shot. So that's my concern, is that as fun as it is, and they're an awesome team with awesome players, like it's time to get serious and actually win something. And we've seen two, two years in a row when they've had a chance to do it, they've come up small. So, that so, was you're, yeah, so basically they could slip into the Donovan Eagles, the Lindros Flyers, like you're good, but you're not good enough. Yeah, I, I would say the Donovan Eagles were better than, than they were. But, yes, that type of team. Yeah, That type of thing. All right, final thing here, Elliot. Um, we got a poll question today, trying to assess the greatest dunker of all time as we get ready for NBA All-Star Weekend and another dunk contest. Which of these four luminaries from the past is the greatest dunker? Vince Carter, Dr. J, Michael Jordan, or Dominique Wilkins? So for me, and this is probably a personal question for everybody, but, like, it's Vince Carter. Like, growing up, Vince Carter, the Boeing shoes, like – jumping over somebody, ending the dunk contest, you know, what he did in games, even just regular season games. Like, Vince Carter, to me, was, was like that guy growing up when it came to dunking. How I'd imagine, you know, Julius Irving and Dominique Wilkins was for other people. But when I just think about dunking and I think about the great highlights I've seen, like, for me, it's Vince Carter. I, I think what we, what we saw from him was just simply unbelievable. And it's a shame the dunk contest is where it is now when yeah. you list those four people. It, it, it is. It Vince is. Carter definitely had a window. He was considered, oh, like, the guy who could jump did. higher and longer than anyone for quite a while. Well, when he jumped over that, that window, it was, like, mid-'90s. Yeah, Frederick Weiss, I believe, was the oh. guy's name in the Frederick late Weiss. In the, in, the, uh, in the Olympics. And like, literally jumped over the guy's head, and the dude was tall. It was unbelievable. Elliot, good work, my man. We'll talk next week. Thanks, pal. Yep, talk to you soon.